Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new week of the Victory Point Bible Reading Plan podcast. My name is Tom Joustra, and I will be your host this week on this third week of December. And my guest all week long, uh, as we get ready here for the uh, for Christmas, for celebrating Jesus' birthday next week, is Mary Lou Campheis. So welcome, Mary Lou. Welcome. Thank yeah, you. Yes, and thanks for saying yes to me a couple of weeks ago when I asked. Yeah, for sure. And we did this a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but we were in a totally different room right. across the across the way here. And there's just one little microphone right. right in the middle of the table. And now here we are with this, like... <laughs> The soundproof room almost here. <laughs> yeah, right. We have microphones hanging in our faces. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. seem like we're really important. <laughs> it seems like we're out on a radio station yes, or something yes, here, doesn't it? Yes, very true. Yeah, with, our, yeah. with our headphones yeah. on. This is kind of cool. Well, anyway, thanks again, Mary Lou, for, for doing uh, this with me this week. Um, in case, Mary Lou, our listeners don't know who you are, because you and Mitch, you know, you, you come here on Sundays, I want you to introduce yourself a little bit. Okay. My name is Mary Lou Campheis. I'm married to Mitch Campheis, and we have been attending here, oh, I would say about 18, 19 years, something like that. And we have a lot of children, but of course they're all grown, and they also have their children. And um, he had five children. I had three children, so together eight and kind, eight of like, kind of like the Brady was, Bunch, yeah, sort of. Yeah, or eight is enough. <laughs> oh, that that's right. That that's right. <laughs> but then, of course, um, his one son, he was handicapped, and that's how I met Mitch. And I was taking care of his handicapped son, who was Nick, and um, he died at 30. Mm. He was very severely handicapped. Mm. And um, so that made a little less kids. And then, of course, my son was killed in a car accidents, right. a truck actually accident where, yeah, which is a very sad thing. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he had, we have 19 grandchildren oh, wow. now. Yeah, we just had another that was just born oh, like about cool. two months ago. Mm. So that's a lot of grandkids. Yes. A lot of, we're actually, I've decided to do Christmas um, in Texas because we have we have um, my son and his four kids. He's got two sets of twins. That's right, two sets. Yeah, so we're going to go there, and I thought, let's do one Christmas there, one Christmas here, because I just don't think I can handle 19 <laughs> with <laughs> all the go. presents right, and all. It's right. like help, you know. But anyway, so that's how I thought. I have wanted to do this for quite a few years, sure. but I, of course I still sort of cave. I gave Bible story books to the kids here sure. for their to read yep. at I thought I'd do something like that. And, Very cool. But other than that, we're sort of like ditching town and <laughs> going to do Christmas over there for this year. Right. And warmer weather, hopefully, yeah, hopefully. down in Texas, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, how nice. We're thinking how so. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, so, yeah, the Lord has blessed you with kids. The Lord has blessed you with grandkids. Right. And that's the stage of life you're in. Yes, right. And every stage has their own little... Fun things yes. and their own little challenges too, don't for they? Sure. Yes, for sure, for sure. More kids, more challenges. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. All yeah. right. Well, thanks, Mary Lou. And speaking of Mary Lou, 
Yeah. Okay. Um, the name Mary Lou reminds me of a character in a Christmas movie, a kid's Christmas movie, named Cindy Lou. Now, do you know who I'm talking about when I say Cindy Lou? What movie I'm talking about? No, it seems like Brady Bunch has Well, Cindy, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a cartoon. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. It's called How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Have you ever seen that No, that, that's the, the only one I never saw. I want to oh, see goodness. that. I want to see that. Then I don't think you're going to do very well <laughs> on my quiz this week. <laughs> I really want to bet you. Do you know who the Grinch is? I do. Okay. I know what the Grinch looks like. <laughs> okay, well. She's pretty ugly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so based on your name being Mary Lou, which okay. made me think of Cindy Lou, that was, right. she was the little girl okay. who met the Grinch when the Grinch came into town to steal all the Christmas presents and Christmas trees. She was the little girl that came out and and um, and, and talked with him actually oh, okay. while he was stealing all the stuff. Oh. So, yeah, I'm going to predict you're not going to do very well if you've never seen the movie. Oh, that's really too bad. Couldn't you do the Christmas story? I've watched that a whole bunch of uh, times. I didn't do that one, no, because Cindy Lou made me think of this movie. Okay. Well, here, mate, you might get this first one. Okay. So, Mary Lou, do you know what the, what color the Grinch is? Yes, green. He is green. Yeah, yes. I knew so, that. You got, so you got one, right? Yeah. Okay. I saw him at the Christmas parade. Okay. Good. Okay. So okay, we got one. Now the rest of them are kind of multiple choice. Okay, so at least good. you can maybe That's get good. ones right You're based right. on the four answers I give okay. you. Okay. So according to the song that goes with the Grinch, um, where does the Grinch have termites? Does he have termites in his heart, in his smile, in his hair, or in his soul? Where does the Grinch have termites? In his heart, smile, hair, or soul? Hair. It's actually his smile. He has termites in his smile. That's that's part of the song that goes with the the show. But anyway. Hey, you're 50%. One for two. <laughs> I wish I could quick brush up and start oh, that's watching right. it. That's right. Let's, 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 yeah. put, let's push let's pause. Put on pause. I'll quick watch the movie. There you go. Yeah. All right. All right. So we are here on this last week here before Christmas. Um, Mary Lou and I and the rest of, of Victory Point, whoever is following the Bible reading plan, are going to look at uh, two prophecies from the Old Testament on Monday and Tuesday about Jesus and and his birth in Bethlehem. And then on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we're actually going to read from the New Testament stories of of Jesus' actual birth. And so today we're looking at Genesis 3, way back at the beginning of the Bible, Genesis 3, verses 1 through 15. And already Jesus, this is right after the fall, right right after Adam and Eve um, sin, um, Jesus kind of foreshadows a little bit here he gives kind of an early hint that he's going to kind of, he has this little plan of salvation. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to read the verse, the first 15 verses here, and then uh, Mary Lou and I will just have a conversation about these verses. Okay. All right, here we go. Chapter 3 of Genesis. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord had made. He said to the woman, did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat fruit from the trees in the garden, But God did say that you must not eat fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will certainly not die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw the fruit of the tree and that it was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked, and so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. 
Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? And he answered, I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and so I hid. And then he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? And the man said, The woman you put here with me, she gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. And then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. And so the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, and this is where the little early hint of salvation comes, Cursed are you above all livestock and all wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. And I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. All right, Mary Lou. So as you read those 15 verses and prepared for today, uh, what is something that you noticed about our God, or what is something you noticed about us as humans? What stood out to you? Well, I wrote, Satan tempted Eve to doubt God's goodness, implying that God was strict, stingy, and selfish and for not sharing his knowledge of good and evil. And I just think that so often that's what happens where Satan just puts in our minds things like, hey, you really should have better than that. And you forget all the wonderful things that he does do. And you, and Satan just wants us to look at the one thing that he withholds. Yes. And right. So, he, so, yeah, he definitely puts doubt in our minds, doesn't he, mm-hmm. at times? And he's so tricky about it, too. Right. You know, like like, like, like he said to a woman, did he really say, right. you know, did he really mean that? You know, mm-hmm. he, and, and, and that just triggers that little bit of doubt in her mind. And he still does that today, right? 2023, he still puts those little, those little moments of doubt. Mm-hmm. We right. have to be so careful. Mm-hmm. We have to be so careful. Because God is good, like you said, right? Because mm-hmm. he wanted her to doubt his goodness. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Satan just wants us to focus on what we don't have and what we shouldn't do instead of what God does give exactly. us. So. Exactly. Something I noticed here um, when I was reading verse 6, okay, mm-hmm. um, there were three words there. The tree was good for food. It was pleasing to the eye, and it was desirable for gaining wisdom. And so I circled the word good, right. and I circled the word pleasing, and I circled the word desirable because I, that's exactly what Satan does now when he wants to tempt us, right? He wants, mm-hmm. he wants that little temptation or that big temptation. He wants that. He makes it look so good that, right. that, that we need it or that we want it, or he makes it look so pleasing mm-hmm. to our to our uh, human flesh, right? And he or he makes it desirable, and right. that's and that's how he hooks us, the right. same way he hooked Eve, right? It looked good, it looked mm-hmm. pleasing, it looked desirable, and so she kind of fell, and Adam fell for the temp- the, the temptation. That's mm-hmm. exactly what he does for us, mm-hmm. too. Yep, and I think too, Satan used a lot of half truths. You know, when he says you won't die, well, you know, 
she's not going to die instantly. And she's thinking, too, if I just eat this, no, I'm not going to just right. die. Right, right. It wasn't an, an immediate right. death, right. right? And I think she, yeah, she didn't realize that, you know, that right. it was going to be the death of all humanity right. over the course of time where death is a part of our life now. Right. So, yeah, it's almost like she was, like, sentenced to death, but, you know— Humans, you know, we're, right. we're dead on the spot, like you were saying. Right. It's like we're doomed to die now yeah. because of this mm-hmm. sin. Right. And so I do think she was just thinking, yeah, of course, we're not going to die. You know, I mean, that's, so that was just the beginning. Right. So good and evil right there was revealed, and it was just the beginning of guilt and shame. Oh, yes. Which they didn't even know. They right. were just like innocent children. Right. And, yeah, I mean— you stop and think about Satan when he was in heaven, when right. he was an angel, and he also wanted to be like God. You know, he did. Right. He yes, wanted he did. to be yes. like God, and he looked at that and thought, and now, not like Eve wanted to be God, but she wanted to have some of the characteristics right. of God. Yeah. So that's what looked good. It's like, I want to know about good and evil right. what, what's going on here yeah. yeah so you mentioned guilt mm-hmm. and you mentioned shame because that's what Satan just loves it like when he can trick us with the the good and the pleasing and the desirable things and then we fall into the trap right. and then we are like oh my goodness now I feel so guilty and mm-hmm. I'm so ashamed and that's exactly where Satan wants us right right just to feel that just awful about ourselves awful about ourselves mm-hmm. right and not remembering who we are but then the wonderful thing is through that guilt and shame, God still comes through with kindness. Yes, he does. Not right away, because right. he definitely said, why did you do this? But that's the goodness of God. Exactly. He still doesn't want us to live in our guilt and shame. He does not. So that's... And that all goes back to verse 15, right, where he actually does kind of predict, right, that Jesus, um, and he just talks about... Um, he, this future Messiah, this future Savior, he is going to crush your head, Satan. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to try to crush him, but you're only going to strike his heel. Okay. Um, and so just, just that fact that, you know, Satan wants us to stay in our guilt and shame. Mm-hmm. Okay. But Jesus, that future Savior, um, we, I don't know. We, we, I don't know. It's just like. We don't need to hide from that guilt and shame anymore. We can come boldly before the Lord and just say, thank you, Jesus. Right? Right. You're that rescuer. I no longer have to live in my guilt. I no longer have to live in that shame, right, because of what you did for us. And already back in here, Genesis 3.15, God the Father is predicting, you know, giving us a hint as to what this Savior is going to do. Right. I guess I always used to read that and more think of it as the crush your head, I sort of just thought of it as Satan as just it's probably just stepping on him. You yeah, know what I yeah. mean? And, and I always thought, you know, and, and Satan would bite his, bite your foot or yeah, whatever. Heel, yeah. But it really is so much more deeper right. than that. Yeah. It's more the fact of what God's going to be doing for us. Exactly. Exactly. But I think I, reading the study notes, I did sort of think, oh, okay, that's really what it is, right. you know. Right. It's more of a foretaste of what's going to take exactly. place. So on this week before Christmas, listeners, um, if you're feeling any guilt about anything, if you're feeling any shame about something in the past, um, just remember um, Jesus. Okay, He was already predicted back in Genesis 3.15. 
okay, this um, this savior, um, Jesus has crushed Satan. Jesus has crushed his head. Jesus has crushed that um, guilt. He has crushed that shame in our lives. And now we can comely, we can comely, we can boldly come right before the Lord um, without having our guilt, without having our shame because of what Jesus Christ did mm-hmm. for us. And that's so grace. That is total mm-hmm. grace. Yes. Mm-hmm. So blessings on your Monday. We will see you back here hopefully tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.